0: Hey, everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Widener Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios and brought to you by official sponsor, of The Mike Widener Show, international warring author, Mia Molson's The Missing, available on Amazon, a paperback, and ebook. We're here with a terrific gentleman who's a former career firefighter now in authenticity and, um, also, uh, identity coach based on Oklahoma City. He served the last 10 years for the Oklahoma City uh, Fire Department, promoted to major and gaining a lot of skills and insights um, that would change him uh, for, forever, basically. And um, he also lived a very interesting life, trials, triumphs, tribulations, and um, hopes the story will inspire uh, many others not to fear what oh, he's a. Uh- host of the Authentic On-Air Podcast. It's created to give something back to the world. He struggled with ADHD and trying to fit in. And, of course, he talks about uh, how he managed to overcome and all the obstacles to get where he's at today. Live, ladies and gentlemen, Plus Studios in beautiful downtown Oklahoma City, former career firefighter, and um, also a uh, authenticity identity coach and the co- and host of the amazing podcast, Authentic On-Air Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the multi-talented, bruce alexander bruce good morning good afternoon good evening thanks for joining us today
1: <laughs> thank you so much mike that was a, a great introduction and i hope i can live up to the hype uh i, I think my story is pretty interesting but i'm kind of biased <laughs>
0: <laughs> well we'll see if we match that first of all but uh, before we get to that your co- former career firefighter now an authentic uh authenticity, identity coach You served the last 10 years for the Oklahoma City Fire Department. You're promoted to major. You gained skills, insight to that will take you for the rest of your life. You'll live a very interesting life of trials, triumphs, and tribulations. Hopefully, people will learn from them. And you also host the authentic uh, on-air podcast created to basically give something back to the world. You struggle with ADHD most of your life and trying to fit in and how to manage to overcome it. For those who have it, you've got some great insight to it as well. And you're also, as we mentioned, the host of the authentic on-air podcast. Before getting all that, Bruce, tell us how you first got started.
1: Oh, man, <laughs> so much. Uh, so I guess um, I'll jump into the fire department first. I um, So I was a, a restaurant manager about f- uh, 13 years ago, mm-hmm. and um, my wife was pregnant with our third child. Wow. And um, a little bit before that, I realized I was not making ends meet being a restaurant manager. It, it was not going to do it with that third child coming. Uh, my dad had been a career firefighter before me, and he'd been pressing me to do it um, pretty much since I graduated high school. And um, the pressure started to get really real. Um, you know, having that that third bun in the oven, I was like, um, this is not going to do it. So I guess I'll finally try the fire department thing. Um, it was a move I made basically out of, out of fear because I didn't want to, you know, didn't want to let my family down. And um, for a long time, it was, It was the right move it um it allowed me to uh create a much better financial situation for my family and it allowed me to um develop myself enough to to have enough of a a positive self image as a firefighter to see that um I could do more with my life than than what I was doing before which was you know basically just uh, I was in survival mode trying to trying to just kind of eke through and the, the fire department helped me see that there was a brighter future for me. Um, That was not what the fire department for, you know, for me, for many people it is, but with my ADHD and some of the issues with, you know, working with people for 24 hours at a time, living with them and being like really different from them, you know, both different and like most of the people that I worked with were not black. I worked with a lot of white people. I was the only black person in my whole district at the time. Um <clears throat> being ADHD, like I I just had a different way of communicating that they didn't like or understand. And so I felt really isolated and it just grew because I tried really hard to, to figure out what they wanted and be that. And it just made me like a, a worse watered down version of myself. And that just continued to grow and grow. And, um, I was still, I was good at the job. I was able to promote and eventually make major, um, pretty fast actually, because like, I'm a, I'm a pretty smart dude. And, uh, Whenever I promoted to major, I promoted into the public education field, um, which is pulled pulled me out of the field. I was no longer running to house running into fiery houses, but I was working in the preventative side, helping to educate people so they wouldn't create those fiery situations. And I really enjoyed that part, and I was you know I was pretty good at that as well. But the same thing persisted, in which I didn't really ever fit into the culture. That um, was pretty obvious that they they didn't like the way i did things and i never really understood it because the the objectives that were set before me i was crushing like they put me in charge of running the 501c3 and i brought in more money than had ever been brought in for the 501c3 they put me in charge of uh doing the the five the the 5k event that the 501c3 puts in i had we had more participation than we'd ever had like everything that they were putting in front of me i was crushing but because i didn't understand at the time the importance of relationships when working in um, any sort of like collective setting. I was, I was missing, you know, you can be the the best employee whenever it comes to results, but if you're not building relationships, you're always going to be expendable. Um, and that's something that I didn't learn until after I left the fire department was that I was expendable because I didn't have anybody who had my back because nobody really liked me because I came to work to work. And when people started talking to me about stuff that was not, related to what I was there to get done, I would just, you know, put my headphones on and be like, I'm gonna get back to work now. And you can't do that mm. as much as, you know, as much as I really just wanted to get the things done because that's what I was there to do. You have to you have to play the game to some degree in order to have any sort of job security. And that's something that I, I really appreciate the life lesson because I can now help so many people with that because a lot of people do like, especially ADHD people struggle with the same thing. They go to work and they think that it's that they're crushing their job. They're doing so great because they're actually doing the job well. But in today's world, it is so much more about building relationships and being a good team member than it is about being like really great at your job. So that is kind of how I ended up in a position where I was on shaky ground with my with my work situation. And it it got to a you know a toxic enough to where it was like either you need to quit or you're gonna get fired. And I like I decided to leave and avoid the the possible legal fight that could be there because I was going to be pretty much unhirable while I tried to fight it. So I decided I was like, whatever, I'm just going to, I'm going to swallow my pride and I'm just going to start over. And in that time, I kind of did some research about my ADHD, started to understand some of the, some of the, some of the fault that I had, I had shirked in the past. You know, I kind of made it all about everything that they did and how they had mistreated me. Which there was some mistreatment, there was some hostile work environment stuff, a lot of stuff that was not handled great on their part. But my side of the street wasn't clean at all either. I wasn't doing what I needed to do to to give them the opportunity to help me thrive. And so I take responsibility for that now. And everything that I've learned is what I put into coaching like ADHD men now. Um, like I you know I, I I've kind of gone away from the authenticity and identity coach and just accepted life coach for ADHD men Um, it's for one it's easier to say <laughs> and for two mm-hmm. like I think it's a uh, I, I wanted to just for a long time I wanted to push away that life coach moniker because it sounds you know it sounds kind of woo woo and kind of goofy but like for ADHD men some some of us really do need advice on how to do life like it's I mean it's it's the simplest thing of you know, I'm struggling in my life. Who's going to help me? And a life coach is a person who's going to do that. Somebody who's had a similar life to what you're going through or understands what you're going through in your life. And it's going to help guide you get through to get through those obstacles and that's what i do so i was like i'm a life coach for adhd mm-hmm. It's much easier
0: mm-hmm. and he also talked about uh some of the uh struggles with the adhd and of course the fire department dealing with the um the governmental side the public service and everything else what are some of the careers uh, that would um suit best for uh, adhd if it's not firefighter work or even restaurant what are some of the careers that would um you know be suitable for adhd people i think that um it's
1: I don't think that there's necessarily like any bad job for ADHD people as long as you are aware of what your deficiencies are. And that's something that, that I was missing is I I was coming into this situation not understanding how my ADHD was a deficiency. Um, when you have to have so much interaction with people, like if you're if you're dealing with people you live with 24 hours a day, you need to be able to communicate on a like on a pretty high level to get along on a day-to-day basis. Excuse me. Um, I like I can talk great but getting across the things that were actually important to me having you know a uh, a set of values and beliefs that were important that I wouldn't let be encroached upon all those things I didn't have and so saying that the fire department isn't a good job for ADHD people I disagree it's actually a really good job if you understand going into it that there's going to be some challenges that you have to navigate and um, because there's there's so much being on a 24-hour shift where, you know, you're going to go on a car wreck, you're going to, you know, possibly work a full arrest, you're going to, you know, fight a fire, you're going to, you know, make a car wreck, you're going to do all this different stuff. It's really exciting. So you're, you're never really bored. And whenever you're like not making rides, there's still plenty of stuff to do. So you, your mind is always working. And there's always like lots of ways to like, get training and to, you know, continue to have growth. So I don't think that it's, so much there's great jobs for ADHD people, it's understand, like having the self-awareness to know what your strengths and deficiencies are and being able to navigate those whenever you go into a workplace. I think that's super duper important. Whenever you're going to go work under the close supervision of other people, you understand that your ADHD will be a factor. Like you can't, this is like in my early job in the restaurant, I would I was late all the time. And instead of just calling and saying, hey, running a little behind today, I'd always try to sneak in the back door and, you know, and slide in like, you know, it wasn't a problem. They always noticed. And I, and I couldn't just get the lesson through, like just call. And then for one, I can stop rushing and driving dangerously. And then they're also, they can plan to make allowances for me being late. So it's not, it's not so stressful for everybody. Whenever you're waiting on somebody and like your, your uh, tickets are, you know, starting to fill up and, you know, the restaurant starting to, you know, Lots of people are coming to the restaurant, and you're waiting for that one more person that kind of helps pull the team together. That's that's very stressful. But if you know that person is just five minutes out, that makes things a lot easier. If you don't know they're going to show up, that's that's a bad situation. So <clears throat> I think just the encouragement to to communicate early and often, and be really really transparent with the fact that you struggle with being on time, you struggle with uh, emotional dysregulation. Like sometimes things hurt my feelings a little bit longer than it might for the for the normal person. Like I don't rage out at work or anything, but whenever I get bad news, like I'm gonna take it bad for a little while. Like I'm gonna need a couple minutes to, to get my stuff together. And then for the rest of the day, I might just not really feel like talking that much. If you don't know that it, that's an ADHD like symptom, you're gonna think I'm being a brat. And, you know, as much as it, it kind of, you know, it might be seen as the same thing. If it's a medical symptom, versus you just not knowing how to act i feel like the people are your, your supervisors are going to react differently so
0: mm-hmm. and, and of course you know you know being a firefighter just like your dad and uh how do you think your dad um you know thought you did as a firefighter despite uh, what you went through 10 years
1: um you know he was my dad and i have a pretty complicated relationship we uh we actually don't talk very much right now because when i when i left the job he he kind of lost a lot of respect for me. He was he was so happy whenever I finally decided to become a firefighter. Um, you know, our relationship really changed and got a lot better. And then whenever the job went away, so did he. And like I don't know if he because I think my dad is undiagnosed ADHD and like possibly on the autism spectrum. And he he really holds a grudge and he really like, you know, plays out these dreams. he has for things and when they don't go his way he doesn't adjust well and so whenever like i was like hey dad like i'm i'm happy my family's taken care of like the job was it was too much pressure like i couldn't breathe i woke up every morning like dreading going to work that's not what you want from me is it and he he basically told me that i was throwing my life away by leaving a job that i had to leave i was like that's that's not that's not support dad that's you wanting me to do exactly what you want me to do or cut me out of your life, and that's kind of what's happened. So it's unfortunate, but um, you know, most of the time, ADHD and autism are are passed down genetically. And if you've been diagnosed and your parents haven't been, sometimes it's a it, it kind of uh, helps to look back and say, yeah, maybe it's not. It's not that they just hate me or don't like me. They they're just not diagnosed with a you know a mental disability that makes things more difficult to process than they
0: realize mm-hmm. it's also a thought process as well too, like with the chemistry, the brain and everything else. And uh, how about learning disabilities? How is that tied in?
1: Um learning disabilities. I like, I haven't personally dealt with learning disabilities a lot, but I know that it is a struggle that often happens like as a comorbidity to ADHD, like just for one, it's hard to learn whenever your brain is stressed out. Um, so like that to me with all, like with all the neurodiverse, uh, disabilities, stress makes them all worse. You know, if you, if you are a person on the autism spectrum or if you have ADHD or whatever, if you're also under stress, all of the symptoms that you exhibit are going to be times, you know, times five, times 10, depending on the level of your stress you're in. So a lot of times I talk about like my, the way I coach is not about trying to fix people. It's trying, it's about trying to like embrace your life where it's at, allow yourself to like, uh, embrace self-acceptance. So then you can, start to grow because just removing some of the negative self-talk and stress of um of beating yourself all the beating yourself up all the time because you're not good enough or whatever just adds more stress to your life and makes the symptoms flare up even worse and then it's just it's this never-ending cycle of more stress and more symptoms more stress and more symptoms and it's if you can just say like okay i have adhd and sometimes I'm late and sometimes I don't use the right words. And sometimes I forget why I walk into a room and that's okay. Then you can like just release some of that stress. And then the symptoms will start to, will start to shrink some too. They're, they're not going to go away, but they're going to be more manageable. And then from there, you can start to make a plan as to how you're going to operate in your day-to-day life more efficiently and keep that stress away.
0: Mm-hmm. And and of course, you know, how, how, how do you get to a point to become a coach as well too? We'll talk about that with the, um, Host of the Authentic Honor Podcast, Bruce Alexander. But first, listen to the Mike Wagner show at the MikeWedner Show.com powered by Sonic Web studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1 800 303 3960. That's 1 800 303 3960 or email to support at sonicwebstudios.com. Mention Mike Wagner's show, get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give an official shout-out to the official sponsor of the Mike Weidner Show, International Warring author Mia molson If you love Fast-Based Mysteries, you Love Missing by Mia and Nelson Zia, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. It takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those you love be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia and Zia has got great reviews. An Eve of Eleven and Enjoys by Howard's celebrities, including Joanna Cassidy, Forge Riley, and Minos. So grab your copy today for Goes Missing by Mia and Nelson Zia. Available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Weiner Show at the MikeWidener Show.com over 40 podcast platforms heard in hundred countries, including Facebook, SoundCloud Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, also Apple Music, Odyssey, iTunes, Google Play, as well as uh, Amazon as well, and also Podbeam, Buzzsprout, Pandora, tune in, and also uh f- follow on BitChute, Rumble, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, and more. Make sure you take us with Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Weiner Show podcast. T-shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, hoodies—makes great gifts. Twenty-four-seven. Go to Amazon.com, check out the Mike Waidner Show podcast, and for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com/slash Me and for great books like Missing Once and Wrinkles. Also, t-shirts, pop sockets, hoodies, phone cases, and more. Amazon.com/slash/MiaMolsonZia, check it out today, and support the Mike Weidner Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, and the Mike Weidner Show.com. We're here with former career firefighter, now authenticity identity coach, and the uh, host of the Authentic On Air podcast of Oklahoma City, Bruce Alexander. Here on the Mike Weidner Show, and um, before we talk about your podcast, that seems to be your pride and joy. How did you first get that uh, part about uh, being a coach as well, and tell us about your journey?
1: Sure. Um, so coming out of that, you know, that whole mess of the fire department. Um, I had to re I had to like reset my priorities. Like my identity had become being a firefighter. Um, because like I said, I moved into the, the fire department thinking that I was like afraid of I wasn't be able to provide. I had no identity. There was nothing I, I had about me except for fear. And so I just glommed onto the fire department as like the positive thing in my life. I was like I'm a firefighter. That's something to be proud of, and it is something to be proud of. But I made it my whole identity. So whenever I left, I was left identityless again, but this time with a uh, with a higher sense of thinking. And I noticed that I didn't have an identity this time. I, I was able to see like that separation of the the career and self was messing me up. I was you know I was kind of lost I was like oh my god like I'm not a firefighter anymore who am I like what matters to me and as I as I started to dig into that I realized that this was the problem of that had kind of everything that I had done wrong in my life could be traced back to the fact that I had I had no defined identity I let people like let other people make decisions for me I went along with stuff that I didn't really believe in um, I let myself get put in compromising situations because I didn't have the guts to say this isn't right because I didn't have any operating manual for what was important to me in my life. So as I'm figuring all this stuff out, and my wife is a big part of this because she's, you know, my, my, as I'm like kind of spinning out, I'm starting to behave in ways that are not really lining up with who I claim to be. And, you know, I've been masking for so long in the fire department, pretending to be somebody I wasn't, that I didn't even know, like, I didn't know who I was. So the the actions were not matching up with who I was pretending to be at the time because I didn't really know what to match up with. So as I'm, you know, this, this huge life event forced me to look at what was actually important in my life. And as I started to dig into that, um, I realized that this was not, I'm not the only person who's ever had this problem. It's actually a pretty common thing that people kind of meander through their lives without ever having defined what's important to them. And as I figured that out and I, you know, devised a, a, a strategy for me to be able to like, for one, figure out what's important to me, define my core values and beliefs, how to figure out goals from that and a system to like keep those things in place and use them as your compass to navigate through life. I was like, this is, this is something important that people should have. Why doesn't everybody have this? And the the reason became obvious because nobody told me. Who's telling other people? Who's telling other ADHD men that they don't like? You're operating without a, an instruction manual. Do you realize this? And you know, I started talking to some of my friends and um, and my wife, and I was like, "Do you think this is something that people need?" And they're like, "Yeah." Like one of my best friends is you know was my first client because he's like, "I need that." Like I absolutely need that. So that's you know kind of how I started. Is that my one of my best friends was my first client and he was. You know, kind of have <laughs> my guinea pig on putting this, you know, the system that I developed for myself onto somebody else. Like, how am I going to make it transferable? Because I don't want to put my values and beliefs on other people. That's not the goal. That's not useful. Because you may not believe what I believe and you may not value what I value, but I can teach you how I figured it out and teach you how to like put those things into place. So then you have a an instruction manual for your life that actually uh, aligns with who you are at your core and whenever I, you know through kind of some adjustment through that process I came up with something really good that you know I like I just released a like a fifth like well it's a digital workbook but that actually takes you step by step through this process of how you figure out your your life instruction manual and then you can keep that you know keep copies of it on your on like on your phone on your work computer on your laptop whatever so you always have that close until you have it like completely um assimilated into your subconscious but until that point you pull it out whenever you're having big big discussions whenever you've got like a big decision to make pull this thing out because the first thing that that goes whenever we get under stress is our decision making skills we, we we forget what is what's important to us because now we're stressed and we start thinking about survival versus actually thriving like, you want to make decisions that are going to help you thrive, not just survive. But, you know, our caveman brain wants to get back to survival. They just want to make sure that you don't die. Mm-hmm. And that's not usually the best decision for, you know, making decisions out of fear don't help you thrive. So that's, you know, that kind of guided me to, like, I've got something that I think I can, you know, and like I said, being in the fire department gave me a lot of skills. Like, I've been, you know, I was a public educator for a few years that allowed me to, like, present to people and kind of coach people about, like, life safety. And, like, I had this uh, lots of experience, just having, you know, client interaction. And I like that. And I liked presenting to people. Like I liked doing the presentations and I, I was good at helping people, uh, assimilate these ideas into their lives. so I was like, this kind of feels like a natural fit. Like mm-hmm. I like talking and I like teaching people things like that's basically coaching. I think this is going to work.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, well, speaking of coaches and, um, you, you, you um, understand, you know, what's, what is of you and what it takes and everything else guiding through step by step. What are some of the coaches that you have followed them um, throughout the years? Like say with um, you know, Tony Robbins or say with uh, Dale Carnegie or along those lines as well. So who are some of the coaches um, that you have followed or mentors that you've looked up to?
1: Yeah, Tony Robbins is like, he's kind of the goat of uh, whenever it comes to like life coaching, he's, I'm not going to say he's the originator, but he's the first person to take it to like such an epic level. And like, you know, as, as marketable as he is, like, I I, I don't hold any, like, ill will towards him, I don't see him as, like, having sold out or anything, I think that he's done it in a really organic way, and has grown, grown something that is, like, you know, kind of an empire, but it is, like, I still feel like his heart is really in it, and he's really helping so many people kind of have the right mindset, so he's somebody I go to, I like to read, um, some older books as well, like uh, "The Greatest Salesman in the World" by Og Mandino, and uh, "The Richest Man in Babylon." Those are like some of my current, like, working things. And then um, I also uh, Garrett J. White. He's a he's kind of newer in the 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 pantheon of motivational speakers, as far as you know, considered to like Tony Robbins. I like I think that he is he's kind of the one who. Uh, kind of really put it in my heart that i really needed to to start putting myself out there more mm-hmm. and really leaning into being a life coach versus trying to like you know spin it as like this broad authenticity thing like i like i want to help people with their lives so i want to be a life coach and i like his like you know some of his videos really helped me lean into that um also like uh dean i'm gonna say his
0: last name wrong dean grazioni i believe he I, like, I i it's somewhere along the lines yes
1: yeah like he like he's you know he's another one that uh you know, he's said a, lot, a couple of things that have really spoken to my heart, and you know, I I, I don't go to the well too often for outside inspiration, but sometimes, like I, you know, whenever I you know I lose my way just a little bit, I like to check in with those guys, and that, it helps a lot
0: hmm. And, and certainly does as well, too. You talk about, you know, you know, hitting a point where it's like you need to change or something. There's a lot of people there out there that need like a career change. And of course, you know, the, the whole status of the job market, it's really unstable and everything. What is what are some of the steps that that people should take when it comes to a career change? Or like, say, you um you lose your job. It's almost like, you know. What's next? What are some of the steps that you you take, assess and everything like that? It's like, you know, what's like the best advice you can give to anybody, especially going through a career change, losing a job, et cetera, or even burnout, too. especially burnout has been the number one when it comes to, um, you know, in the United States, not just PTSD or anything like that. Job burnout has been a big number one.
1: Yeah. And for me, like it all comes back to the same thing. The people who are getting burned out, who are getting their, uh, their boundaries trampled upon at work they they don't know what they want to do with their lives they're kind of lost in the career field they it all comes back to not having an instruction manual for your life if you don't know where you want to get how are you going to move, make make moves to get there like the, it i mean it, it really is so simple it's it's crazy whenever you are trying to like grow your life and like make moves it's it's really kind of silly that you have to tell people like okay what do you want to do they say well i don't really know well you do know you just need you need to you need to define it like first identify it define it write it down and commit to it if you want to be you know like for me it's not so much like this is a specific this or this is the specific thing i want to do for me it's like i want to help people learn and i want to educate them so that's like that's the thing that i'm called to do like i really feel passionate about that so coaching was one of the first ways that i was like hey i think that this this really helps me meet that you know that that belief that i'm i'm good at helping people learn and educating them so th- i went with that but if this didn't work then maybe i, I could be a counselor or an, like a, some other kind of educator or maybe i could just work on my podcast more there's a lot of different ways that I can educate people. And I don't, so I don't have to get so defeated and beat myself up if this one thing doesn't work because I know that I'm really good at educating people and I know that I love doing it. So if you're getting like hyper focused on the one way that you've ever done things, maybe take a step back, like just pull back a little bit and say, okay, what is it about this job that I was good at? What is it that I want to do? Like, what is, you know, what is my desire in the world? And sometimes to get that desire, you might have to work at McDonald's like a couple days a week while you put money away so you can like, you know, start your own business or you can, you know, you can continue to apply for the thing that really, you know, lights you up. But if you're working towards that ultimate goal versus that becomes your identity, like a McDonald's worker identity probably doesn't really light like light a fire under your butt every morning. Right. <laughs> but Unless if you're looking a- forward to
0: Big Macs, Egg McMuffins, or or um, Pearl's <laughs> chocolate shakes, or meeting Ronald McDonald one day, you never know. <laughs> oh, that's
1: true. I mean, if, if Ronald comes middle. in the house,
0: that's a big deal.
1: <laughs> but if you but if you're doing it to serve a greater purpose, then you're gonna have a lot more motivation about it. You're gonna say, Hey, I gotta go get this McDonald's money today so I can put away for my, you know, my bigger thing that's coming next. It makes it so much easier to face the day-to-day grind if it's for something. And that's my that's my biggest piece of advice I could give anybody who has lost their job and, you know, is looking for purpose is like figure out what you actually want to do. Where do you want to go? And then work backwards from there versus saying, like, I don't have a job. I just got to find a job. I got Take a second. Slow down. You don't like you don't have a job. That means you have endless possibility right now. Mm-hmm. You could literally do anything. Right. You just have to decide what you want to do and work from there and figure mm-hmm. out how you're going to get to that goal.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and of course, you're trying to figure out you know what you do career-wise and finding your skills and everything. What what are your thoughts on the uh, tests out there right now, like the stars Briggs Myers and um and also the uh, quadrants as well, like the career tests, like Briggs Myers and um you know some of the popular tests out there to determine your career. Um, I like
1: I'm not a the the only test I've ever done, not ever done.
0: The only test I like I really
1: uh, like a. a talk about very much is the Enneagram test. Like I think that the Enneagram is pretty, pretty locked in as far as career testing goes. I don't think it's important. Like, I think it's more, what's more important is that, you know, what you, what you desire to do. Like, what is like, what's the goal? Like, how do you feel like you're called to help people? How do you feel like you can create a positive change in this world? Those are the things that are more important to me is some tests could tell me that I'm, I'm terrible for a life coach. And I would say, "Eh, I disagree. I'm going to try it. And Mm -hmm. so like, you know, I'm not going to say that they're not helpful, but I think it's more important that you, that you start from the inside and you go out
0: from there. Mm-hmm. And I think that is important as well, too. You mentioned podcasting as well, too. We'll talk about your authentic on-air podcast in just a minute uh, with Bruce Alexander. You listen to the Mike Widener show at the Mike show.com powered by Sonic Web Studios and brought to you by our official sponsor, the Mike Widener show international warring author out there, missing. We'll be back with the multi-talented Bruce Alexander of the authentic on-air podcast after this time we're back with the uh, host of the Authentic On Air podcast, former career firefighter, now authenticity identity coach, Bruce Alexander of Oklahoma City. Here on the Mike Widener show, and uh, you, we you covered your um, amazing career and uh, told your story and everything else, and how you help others, inspire others, and you also have a podcast called the Authentic On Air podcast. And uh, tell us more about that.
1: Yeah. So the whenever I kind of struck out of my own and I started this business of an, like an authenticity and identity coach. Um, it was a really broad idea. Like whenever I, so I went back to school, like towards the end of my career at the fire department, I was also going back to school to get my bachelor's. So that's another great thing the fire department gave, they paid for. It. So like before I left, I, I was able to leave with my bachelor's degree paid for by the fire department. So that was great. Um, But while I was in school, like I, I was doing graphic design and I was doing photography and I really enjoyed doing those things. So I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to do that. I want to help people show up as themselves in their content that they create. And it was like, that sounds really cool. Okay, that's a great idea. And then I was like, how do I do that? Okay, so then it's going to be kind of coaching and it's going to be like content creation, like coaching plus graphic design plus content creation. Well, and then also it's going to be social media and like it turned into this like massive, like this huge mass of like, different services I offered because I've got like, you know, I'm ADHD. So I pick up a lot of new habits and I learn a lot of new skills and I'm, and I'm able to get good at things pretty fast. Cause I just like hyper-focus on them. But my wife, you know, in all her infinite wisdom was like, you're trying to offer way too much. If you get hired by three people and you're offering all this stuff, you're not going to be able to keep up. Like you're never going to be able to scale with this. And I, I took my feelings that were very hurt and put them back in my, in my bag. and was like, I'm going home. And then I thought about it for a while. And I was like, she's absolutely right. I'm offering too much. What is the thing that is, what, what am I the best at? I like graphic design. Am I the best at it? No. I like photography. Am I the, No, I'm not the best at that either. The coaching part is what, what I'm the best at. It's what I have the most experience doing. It's what people, people don't come to me for photography. My friends are like, Hey, I need advice. Like, would you mind, like, can I talk to you for a minute? Like, that's what people come to me for is they want they want my opinion on things. So why would I not lean into the thing? And I also enjoy that just as much as photography. So why would I not lean into that thing? And so I, I pulled everything back and was like, all right, this is going to be about coaching people. But it was still this broad spectrum authenticity. And whenever I was like, okay, how am I going to get people? Like, how am I going to start to, you know, drum up business for this thing. And I was like, "I oh, podcasts are pretty good for that. And I I was like, okay. So I started to think about the idea of doing a podcast to, to generate a business. And I started thinking about how I would, like what that would look like. And I was like, well, I will, you know, I want to help people show up as, as themselves. So the podcast will be about that. And then the more I, th- I thought about that, the less it became about um, generating business and the more it came about the actual safe space that I was trying to create. And I got really into just like creating this safe space where people could show up as themselves and tell their stories and talk about the, you know, their authentic journeys and what that's looked like and how, you know, people, you know, have all different kinds of obstacles to showing up as themselves and how some people face it differently than others and how some people are still trying to figure out how to show up as themselves and, you know, in whatever iteration it is doing that. And it's like, it's been a really exciting journey. And, you know, I'm like, I'm starting to finish up season one. Like I've got like, four to six more episodes to release. And I think I'm just going to like pivot a little bit to focus a little bit more on ADHD because like your authentic story is so broad. And a lot of my episodes were like, you know, over two hours long, up to three hours long sometimes. And, you know, that's, I think it's a lot for people, like as much as, you know, the people I know who listen to it, like really enjoy it. I like my wife tells me, she's like, yeah, I only listen to it whenever I have to do notes for you because it's too much. It's too much for me. And I hate like I hate the idea that somebody's going to turn off the story because it's just too much. So mm-hmm. I, I want to try to like just narrow it down a little bit so the people who are who are there for it are there for that story and they're going to get all of that story. But it'll usually, I think, be closer to an hour, hour and a half.
0: Mm-hmm. You, you talk about mm-hmm. authentic stories and um, you know people inspiring everything. What's been the most authentic story that you really heard about and really moved you? So
1: I'm, I'm gonna like cop out a little bit and say there's two of them. Because one of them is, it hasn't released yet. So I'll talk about the other one first. Um, This guy, Peter Evans, who came on the show, who I like, I respect the heck out. Like, I really, you know, kind of put this guy on a pedestal because he is, I, I call him a natural networker. Like whenever he walks into a room, everybody knows who he is. And he's so smooth and, you know, shakes all the hands and kisses all the babies. And everybody's just like, oh yeah, that's Peter. He's so great. He's everywhere. He's, you know, so good at this and this. And so whenever he came on the show, I was like, oh, this is going to be a story about like how to crush networking. And then, you know, we start talking and he opens up that like he never wanted to be that. Really? He never wanted. Yeah, exactly. Like I was like, wow. wow. And he was, you know, he's like, I actually, every time I'm going into one of those events, I, I had a panic attack for the longest time. Wow. And I, w- I was so surprised because he's so good at it. And he's like, yeah, I like I was pushing myself into depression trying to be everything for everyone until I, until he started therapy like a couple of years back. And still to this point, he was still trying to rectify who he actually was with the person that everybody knew. Like he wanted to be that guy, like the guy that I was describing is who he wanted to be, but not for him, for me and for everybody else who thought it. And so for him to come on and to drop that bomb on the show was was really amazing. And it's, my, it's still my most viewed show or most listened to show by like a lot. Like not even close and it's he was so surprised because he just said like i never thought anybody would want to hear my story and i'm like dude like the power of your story is so incredible like each individual story that everybody has is going to touch somebody if you tell it if mm-hmm. you tell it and you tell honestly these stories are so powerful and that's you know it's the first time he would really ever been honest about the things that he faced And he got like such an outpouring of support and people were really, you know, really moved by it. And I felt so special that that happened on my show. I was like, that is so cool that he like he shared that here that he felt safe enough to to really tell his story here. And so that made me feel really good about, you know, what what I created there. The second one was I had a, uh, uh, a couple of women on my show who host a podcast called the uh, the marvelous mistonic muggles podcast and it talks a lot about domestic abuse and it's you know it's a pretty deep podcast i had both of them on as a you know as a podcasting duo and then i had them each on separately and all three of those are great episodes but the the third episode is uh one i haven't released yet i'm not gonna say her name because um i think she's still in the situation but she is currently in a domestic violence situation mm. in which she's like she's trying to create a, a path for a safe exit and this kind of blew my mind like I knew that I knew that she'd been abused in her relationship previous to this but I wasn't aware whenever she came on the show that she was currently still in a situation oh my and yeah and she really you know she it was a really emotional episode and there was you know a lot of tears and like a lot of like deep vulnerable honesty and it was you know she went there and I was like oh my god like this is so much and Yeah. I like, I I was just really happy that I was able to, you know, facilitate a space where she felt comfortable sharing that. I just, I I pray for her safety that she's able to get out of that situation soon. And, you know, I'm just not going to share that episode until she's safe. You know, that's something that is, you know, yeah. Something I told her from the very beginning. Yeah. That's
0: understandable. Someone could be out there stalking, trying to go after her and everything. That's understandable. I understand you.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but that was like a really moving experience and yeah, I, I really love the the whole process of becoming a podcaster, even through all the frustrations of trying to figure out the, the right audio setup and the you know the correct video setup. And am I gonna use Zoom? No, I can't use Zoom because they cut off at 45 minutes if you're not pro. Can I use Google Meet? No, that's that's not gonna work. And there's all these different things that you have to figure out, and then you finally figure that out, and then you find out that something else that you had to figure out isn't compatible with that something. I was like, I thought this was going to be fairly easy because I had some experience doing like video and stuff. I was like, yeah, this shouldn't be that hard. And there's a lot of unsuspected things and you really have to, well, you have to want it. It has to be about much more than money because the money doesn't come until way later. And that's only if you like are really consistent and you really kind of have a game plan about you. You have to really want to share the thing that's important to you. So like, that's something I tell all people who talk to me about podcasting is like, don't do it for the money. Do it because you love like you're passionate about the thing that you want your show to be about.
0: And and for a purpose as well too. And uh, we live in a society, unfortunately they want something, you know, right away, right now, they want the glory and everything. It's almost like what happened in the days of, you know, you know, taking time to build. It's almost like, you know, nobody wants to build things uh, south. They want things done like right away. This is really sad.
1: I mean, I completely agree. And that's a, that, you know, that immediate gratification, I feel like is kind of part of the reason why um, the idea of, having goals has kind of has kind of fizzled out for like these more, you know, these younger generations because they're so used to being able to say this is what I want and then getting it right then that they don't have to set goals. They're like, I want to, you know, I want to have a I want to be famous. And you can post a TikTok video and you know get five, six hundred likes and it's like I'm
0: feeling Oh my now. gosh. Yeah, that's just so outrageous. And then and then somebody else asking me, it's like how come I got so many views? I'm like that's really none of your concerns. It's like, you know, I, I haven't had an episode a while back. I did about, Oh God, four years ago. And all of a sudden it just, it just hit hit like a thousand. It just keeps climbing and climbing and climbing. That stuff takes time. People need to understand that.
1: Yeah. Especially in the podcast world. It's, I feel like, you know, we were talking about earlier how it's, you know, kind of a, a throwback to the radio days and, you know, you, a radio show could be around for 15 years and you never heard of it if you're not inside a specific, um, what is what is it called the 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 coverage area, um. And then you know once once it gets enough like power and syndication, then they then they throw it out to another coverage area. Then all of a sudden it's it's there, but that doesn't happen until it's been you know fully vetted in one uh, in one region. Like it's mm. it's got to it's got to do the job for a long time before that happens. People don't—they're not used to putting in that kind of work. I like guess. I mean, I'm—I'm I'm guilty of it myself. Whenever I got to episode ten and my views were going or some my uh, listens were going down on my podcast, I was like, "What is happening? Like, I've been consistent. It's supposed to start going up now." And mm-hmm. but you know, you kind of have to just put your head down and just keep doing the work in this in this uh, industry.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and of course, you know that's a thing we can all learn as well too. And of course, where can we find um, the authentic on-air podcast? Where can we find you and all your works at?
1: Yeah, so um, the the podcast is on all major podcast platforms. I don't know that I can name nearly as many as well as you do. You you were really rattled those things off, but I know that my main <laughs> ones are I'm on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean as my as uh, my host, and then I'm on the Deezer and uh, really all the ones that I that I know of. I'm on Listen Notes and all that stuff. So um, that's where you can find my podcast, uh, Authentic on Air with Bruce Alexander, and uh, I'll be releasing. I took a couple weeks off for the holidays. I'll be releasing a new episode next week. And um, if you are interested in me as a coach, you can uh, go to www.authenticonair. I'm sorry, authenticidentymanagement.com for my like full website. And right now, I've got a special, uh, a special course I've just released, and that's called The Nine Steps for the ADHD Dad to Radically Improve Communication. It's a digital course that you could do in your own time and on your own time. And with that, right now, I'm giving away a, a free digital download of my Unmasking ADHD Blueprint. Uh, free access to the ADHD dad's private community of supportive members, a free audio lesson, the top 10 hacks for the ADHD dad to thrive in the workplace, a free access to the passion purpose and self-acceptance video collection, a free, act, or a free exclusive ADHD dad t-shirt if you just pay for shipping and handling. All that is just for $79.95 and you can get that at authenticidentitymanagement.com slash nine steps dash special offer. And I'm also, I talked a lot about my, uh, my how to life workbook that like I just finished putting that up on the website as well. You can get that at authenticidentitymanagement.com at our forward slash how to life. Um, okay. That's just twenty two ninety five. And I strongly, strongly, strongly suggest, even if you don't use my workbook, which you know lays it out for you step by step how to do it, you need to define what your values and beliefs are, define your goals, and stop living life running, uh, running from fear and running to uh, emotion. Like it, it needs to be based on something solid mm. that is going to not fail you when stress comes
0: and, and what's the website once again
1: it is authentic identity is the is the overall website for more information about me and what i do it is forward slash nine steps dash special offer if you're interested in my course with all the benefits and then it is uh, authentic identity management.com forward slash how to life for the uh workbook
0: we will certainly check that out once again we're with the um the host of the authentic on Air podcast authenticity on Danny coach, Bruce Alexander here on the Mike Wagner show. Just a few more things, Bruce. It's been really great. Learned a lot from me. What else can we expect in 2024 and beyond?
1: Um, 2024. I expect to be an abundant year. Like, that's what everybody keeps telling me is 2024 is all about abundance. Um, what uh, 2023. I found out towards the end was the the word of the year was like authentic. So That was the year of authenticity. This is the year of abundance. I think that it's all lining up for me to really kind of start to take this uh, ADHD life coach thing and um, really kind of go crazy with it. Um, Right now, I'm like focusing on YouTube content, which you can uh, find me at Authentic Bruce on YouTube. And um, so I'll be doing that. I'll be doing my coaching. I think I'll probably try to release two more courses this year. Um, I haven't decided exactly what they're going to be yet, but now that I've got my first course down, I've got that released. I think it's a really great course about, you know, ADHD communication. I think the next course is probably going to be about leadership. Um because that's something I like I find to be really really important is leadership in the home, leadership at work. Like it's something that is it's possible for everybody if you understand the importance of it, you know, the value of it and how you do it, you know, without uh, it's, it's not as hard as people think it is like, that's mm-hmm. the whole thing none of it's a, like none of this as hard as people think it is you just need to be told the steps you need to take to start being a leader in your life
0: mm-hmm. and that's a really good point as well too and who do you consider biggest influence in the career
1: oh gosh biggest influence in my career um i guess i guess probably uh garrett j white um like i said the the his talks um, he he talks a lot about being the man, like be like, just be the man. And that is something that like really spoke to my heart is um, I had been running from the responsibility of being a husband, being a father, being the man of my household, which is something that, you know, it was a discussion that my wife and I had is like, that's the kind of marriage that we wanted, where I was the leader of the household and I wasn't stepping up to the plate. Um, seeing like hearing. You know, I was always like already working on a lot of stuff and growing that way, but hearing him speak about it, like really touched my heart and like really lit a fire under my butt to like stop procrastinating some of the stuff and really just like lean into it and really start being who my family needed me to be. So that's, you know, and that's, that's something that's really important to me is like being a provider to my family, not just financially, but like spiritually and, you know, vi- like providing a vision for my family as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And very important as well. And what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point?
1: Oh, gosh, that's, a, that's such a broad question. Everybody's so different. I guess I guess the, uh, <laughs> well, the
0: I, I'm challenging you right now, Bruce, in general, it's just like, you know, I'm putting you right on the spot there. I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> no, but you know I, I, I actually it goes back to the what I was saying earlier is you have to define your life's instruction management because that is that is different for everybody but the the thing that remains the same is that if you don't define what matters to you how are you going to def- how are you going to do anything that matters like that's that's for everybody
0: Mm-hmm. and certainly indeed as well once again we're with the um host of the authentic on air podcast authenticity identity coach from Oklahoma city bruce alexander here on the mike weidner show bruce a very big thank you for your time you've been absolutely fantastic learned a lot from you looking forward to having you soon keep us up to date. keep in touch love happy back once again what's the website how do people contact you where can people purchase check out your works and check out your podcast
1: yeah well, absolutely and so once again mike first off thank you for having me this has been, uh, I've been on several podcasts, but I feel like you've really got your stuff together. Like you, you know, you really, that we were talking about that throwback radio feel, like you've got it. Like you, like the way that you were able to spout that stuff off and really just, yeah, I think that you've got your, your show down really, really pat and it's, everything's really tight. So, um, once again, my name is coach Bruce Alexander, and I am a life coach for ADHD men, but I don't just work with ADHD men. I, I, kind of sort of focusing my marketing there. And as soon as I did, I started coaching two ADHD women and I love working with them. So that's my, you know, I, I'm, I'm really just here for anybody who, you know, hears what I say and, you know, kind of identifies with it. I want to help them. So once again, you can get the nine steps for the ADHD dad to radically improve communication digital course, um, with the ADHD blueprint, the, uh, free community, the top 10 hacks for the, ADHD, Dad, Thrive in the Workplace, the video collection, and the t-shirt. You can get that all at www.authenticidentitymanagement.com forward slash nine steps hyphen special offer. And then you can get the, the How to Life workbook to build your uh, inst- your life's instruction manual at www.authenticidentitymanagement.com forward slash how to life. Um, you can also follow me on uh, Authentic Bruce on YouTube. You can check out my Instagram at Authentic Identity Management. And, you know, I'm also on Facebook at AuthenticIdentityManagement.com. I'm sorry, Authentic Identity Management. And, you know, I I post a lot of, if you like what I'm saying right now, then you should follow me because this is the content I post. I talk about all this, the same type of stuff. I talk about like how you can strengthen your goals and your vision, how you can develop in your regular everyday day-to-day life without making major uh you don't need to learn any new fancy techniques or any like strange meditations or anything. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's simple, simple practical advice on how you can take simple steps that you just put some effort into and completely change your life.
0: And again, the website
1: is authentic identity. Sorry. I'll think authentic, authentic identity is my overall website where you can check out everything that I'm doing right now. And then the, the thing I'm really pushing is the, uh, the the course that I just released that I'm super proud of, and that is authenticidentitymanagement.com forward slash nine steps hyphen special offer.
0: And we'll certainly check that out as well. Once again, Bruce, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely amazing. Looking forward to having you again soon. Keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Live at back. Wish you all the best, and Bruce, you definitely have a great future. Have you?
1: Thank you so much, Mike. I really appreciate. it. I enjoyed it so much.